bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the After Things podcast. I'm Bryce Castillo, joined, as always, with Brian Brushwood. Yo! Justin Robert Young. Yeah! And Andrew Main. Hello there. This is the podcast all about being a creative professional and navigating these crazy content waters. They're so crazy. We got an email from uh, listener Ken who uh, uh, asks about um, podcasting. So uh, I'll read out Ken's letter here. Ken writes, I enjoy podcasting. I've made a few different types now and dream of earning a livable income as a podcaster. I know that's a lofty goal. That said, I've yet to earn a dime from a professionally, a personally produced podcast, but I haven't been asking or seeking advertisers. I've been thinking a lot about effort versus frequency in relation to podcasting. Uh, he lists here um, high effort, low frequency shows like Raise the Dead, Justin's, uh, Justin's show, Hardcore History or Heavyweights. Um, the perceived pros that Ken sees is that these tend to be his favorites. Uh, new episodes feel like Christmas morning. There's a re-listenability aspect to them. The listener is more likely to go back and listen to previous episodes as well as share ability. Uh, but perceived cons include, I suspect, a Patreon model re- rewards frequency rather than uh, you know, high uh, depth, lower, fewer posts in depth. Uh, it has less discoverability and higher expectations uh, versus the high frequency, less effort shows like uh, politics, politics, politics. Let's talk about Star Wars or the morning stream where those might be uh, have a stronger relationship between the listener and the podcaster. They may be more current, more current events related. Uh, there are lower stakes because there are so many more episodes as well as more chances to, quote, stack that cheddar. Uh, but in terms of cons, that might lead to listener burnout, difficulty standing out, and uh, weaker sauce. I guess maybe that's um, uh, uh, it's a scientific term. A f- just you trying have, to you formulate have to be in the federation to <laughs> use. Mm-hmm. Ken continues. Of course, you can find a balance between the two, but uh, and put the effort where it counts. Be charismatic and knowledgeable enough that you can riff on a subject and still be captivating. How close? Ken asks. Is my perception to reality? As a rando with tens of listeners, would you lean more to one? or the other side of the spectrum there? Uh, or would that depend on my own personal strengths? Is the whole idea of the spectrum misguided? Uh, there, we'll get to some of those other questions here after we after we get to those. But uh, how, how do you guys feel about Ken's assessment of, of, of podcasts as they relate to time and effort? Um, congrats, Ken. You've discovered something very true. And like all true things, it sounds obvious when you say it out loud. You're asking the question of quantity versus quality. And the answer is yes. Uh, uh, Does it matter which one you organically gravitate towards? Yeah. Uh, uh, If one of them is easier than the other, uh, then yeah. Can you enjoy success with both strategies? Yes. Uh, uh, (laughs) Is that a decision you have to make? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and so unfortunately, I'm, 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 it's, uh, uh, I, and, and I do mean this when I say congrats, because like uh, it took me 10 years of content creation before I even had the story attention sales circle in my mind, which now that I say it, it sounds like the most dumbest, obvious thing on the planet. But yeah, your job is to be a farmer of ideas. You plant seeds in, in the form of stories that, be, that, that become beautiful gardens in the minds of other people. And then you uh, uh, harvest with action or sales. Mm-hmm. Everything Brian said, obviously, I mean, obviously, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, the thing to think about is whatever you do, 
your relationship to your fans is the critical factor. And, 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 and particularly if you're doing indie stuff, I don't have whatever DNA that Brian, Bryce and Justin have that allows them to get onto a microphone every day and talk to people. I do not have that. I don't have that ability. Um, I've tried and I just can't, I, it's not me. I have trained myself to sit down and spend several weeks writing a book and putting a lot of effort into it. And I built up fans that way. There are people that look forward to an Andrew main book every, you know, you know, twice a year. And you can do, you know, you might say, Hey, I want to do podcast or something like contact, but maybe your, your market's going to be Gumroad. You know, maybe it's going to be some other place. And to Brian's points, like figure out what you, how do you want to spend your life? How do you want to spend your time? If you want to say do frequency, then are you willing to spend the next two years making virtually nothing, spending a couple hours a day doing that? That's the road. That's what it takes. But if you do that and you can build fans, there needs to be fans of the, the, the factor that matters for the most. Justin has his show. Justin has, for the amount of Justin, his audience isn't, let's say, as big as, let's say, Modern Rogue, but Justin's audience intensity for what jo Justin does is really huge. And so Justin's able to get people to support and when he does these things. Brian is really good at using these mass medium and YouTube and stuff to be able to do this and also creating funnels, you know, both from people watching the show and scam stuff, et cetera. By the way, about Labyrinth. Um, oh, I'm so excited and, about it. <laughs> yeah. And so there are different, it all comes down to, you know, do you want some heart, small, hardcore fans that are going to support you? A large group of fans, either way, that relationship in the product. Mm -hmm. Justin, one of, one of Ken's questions here is directed to you. If Justin were to wake up and the last 10 years had been a dream, which would he focus on first? Raise the dead? Politics, politics, politics? Both? A hybrid? Uh... I mean, I suspect I'd do what I'm doing now, which is too much and everything and, <laughs> you know, just keep going. But if, if, if it were all a dream, then I would focus on the part of the dream that provided the income. And, and that is PX3, you know, uh, PX3 drives the bus financially for me. There are other things that I can tape together and, and, and make X amount of a living on and, uh, I, I love focusing on, on all those things, but by and large right now, I have yet to really turn the key on any of the long form stuff, uh, money wise. Now, maybe at some point I do, you know, uh, uh following in, uh, uh, Brian Brushwood's the, the, in, in, in the Brushwoodian model of, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, attention or a story attention sales you know when when the time is right for that it will be right but i i would say right now i'll echo again what brian said at the beginning like uh and what andrew uh relayed his own experience on you are effectively asking us hey i'm interested in dancing should I break dance or should I waltz? <laughs> Here are the pros and cons of the things that uh, uh, I would do and what I would focus on and how I, I would be expected to perform. The only thing you can do is silence. These are good thoughts to have. And when you are further down the road, you are going to be thankful that you had these thoughts early on because you're going to be able to clarify things but man, at this point, the only thing you need to do is just 
create, 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 uh, taste failure, understand what it means, uh, and, and build that nucleus of 10, 100 people that will like, they will be your guides as you continue to grow your art. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a, th a thing to think about. Like two of my favorite YouTube channels are very different in what they do. One is Scott Manley, who, uh, astronomer actually works for Apple. Now he does space news, right? Every, not necessarily every day, but sometimes every other day, whatever. And then if there's some big news, space news, he goes and does these 10 minute videos, talks about it. His breakdowns are great. He's super knowledgeable. Anything happens in space, whether it's SpaceX or this Japanese mission, which just returned particles from an asteroid, you know, to earth, he can talk about it, talk about it intelligently. And he's great. And I like to, I, every day I go check, is there a new Scott Manley video? And finally one day I said, you know, he never really pushes his Patreon. I, I want to support this guy because I really like what he does. He's every day, he's high frequency. Defunct Land, which does these amazing documentaries about Disneyland and television shows and stuff by Kevin Perger, those come out every couple of weeks. And they're amazing. And I support that too. And so both of them get money from me. One's high frequency. The other is these long thought out documentaries. And there's no right answer. You know, Scott Manley maybe could do these longer form space ones, but I think it would be a different product than what he's doing. And he, he likes to talk about what's on the news going on in space. So his ideal product for him is to do that. And I would say for Ken, it's like, what do you want to do? Like, what, what do you, are you excited about the idea of something new or something relating to your topic and talking to people about it that day? Or do you want to take your time to make something a little more polished, whatever? Because all those things work. So uh, I think an equally important question that I hear posed less, less often is not only what do you have to offer and what do you want to do? Yes, those are fundamental and foundational, but also what does the universe need that you are qualified to give the universe? Like what is the unmet need of the universe that you could show up and provide? And in terms of, you know, time traveling back to 10 years ago, what would we do different? Understand, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's any, uh, no false modesty here. Uh, all three of us have, have had some scratch off lottery tickets that have paid off very well, but I think all three of us uh, didn't know which, you know, like uh, you appear to have won at a scratch off lottery ticket. How would you pick your lottery ticket? And the answer is you don't. You, you, you scratch all of them. And then the ones that win are the ones you keep on uh, doing and you figure out what's inside you and, and it ends up on the outside. And so in that regard, I don't know, uh, podcasting and daily posts or scripting or writing novels, those are all muscles that you develop over time. And you, if we all teleported back to 10 years ago, then we would also be teleporting back to when we had weak bodies and didn't know the structure of podcasting versus the structure of a live stream versus the structure of being able to speak extemporaneously alone on a one mic show. And those are muscles that we wouldn't have and would have to develop all over again. Imagine yeah. going to high school with a kid that said, you know, I just want to play video games and have people watch me and make money <laughs> like competition. Nah, just do what I do. Sit on the couch, talk about it. Like I do my friends. I want people, I want you know, I'd be like, that's the, no, I'm sorry. You're going to fail. And you know, yeah. <laughs> most did. Some are millionaires now. And so it's and hard some, to know. Yeah. And yeah, well, but, as but far as what then, the universe wants. I would say the one thing that even in that scenario, you realize is that the internet's currency is effort. And there is different ways that you can demonstrate effort. The idea that uh, uh, a show is produced 
part of, I think, like my appeal is that people know that I'm kind of a one man band. And so when there are four podcasts a week for the for, for, for PX3 and then also other you know projects that that may or may not be in the offing over the next few months, the idea is like, oh, OK, well, that's effort. People can smell effort. Whether or not they are new or old, the idea that this is a one-man thing kind of comes through. That's part of the story. That's part of what is important. If you are a larger group, then the effort needs to show up on on one way or another. If you're doing a long-form thing, then, man, you better be reviewing it and reviewing it and reviewing it and making sure that every little moment in your head when you're like, yeah, that's probably fine, you think about it again and see whether or not you want to refine that edge. Because that is it the only thing that i think that is true on on day one as it is true at at whatever level uh, uh later in in your journey is can my audience this internet-based audience in a world of infinite content smell my effort on each and everything that i put out and and i would say especially if you are still relatively early in can like my my advice if you uh uh my advice if you are uh very you know if you've got the skills and you've got the experience and you've got a little bit of of built-in audiences you know look at the type of content that you want to make and what what format fits best with that but if you're still relatively early or if you're still building trying to build up your audience um i i would say you can even abstract that a little bit more of like just which type of workflow are you more interested do you want to be you know, someone who does kind of live to tape, very regular, uh, you know, high frequency shows. Do, do you want to be someone who's doing a lot of scripting and writing and researching and doing stuff uh, at a lower, at a uh, you know, at a lower frequency? And then, and then like, don't do whatever the next thing you do is don't do the thing that you are really dying to get out there. You know, keep, f find other projects to do in that space so that you are you know continuing to build up that expertise and uh, uh some of that uh I, I don't know just just get get some flight time with with that type of work um because they because i think i think you are right ken in terms of that spectrum between podcasts and you kind of if you're still so early on like you are i think you need to figure out which one you would like to be which person you want to be at the end of that um and then as you build up and build up and build up, then, you know, then you can do the thing that you've been, you know, uh, I, I, oh man, I've just been dreaming of this. Now I can finally do the story or the, the yeah. type of show and, and not get too caught up right now in those fundamental questions with an idea that you love really right. just come up with ideas, pitch something, do it and, and, and keep trying. Think, think of how many Hollywood types are 20 years into their career. And then the news item is, I finally get to do this thing that I want. Mm -hmm. Notice they didn't all start with that. They all started serving, you know, what Hollywood needed. You know, they, they show up, oh, you need somebody to play a busboy? Okay, great. In the meanwhile, I'll actually be a busboy so I can keep the lights on. Sure. Yeah. And and that's that's applicable even if you are self-serving your entire thing. If you are, you know, independent on all of your projects of, you know, then you're just serving the podcast community at large because they're is a hunger for podcasts. Um, so yeah, 
Um, I, I also wanted to share um, a little thing here on After Things that someone in our Discord had posted that I did not, I was not aware of. So we've talked about Substack uh, quite a lot here. Um, mm-hmm. That's the uh, newsletter uh, service. You know, you sign up and people can pay you or you can have a free tier of newsletters. Um, what I, I found out is that a Substack has support for podcasting. Um, so you can just make a podcast on Substack. You can upload audio and all show notes and stuff. And it even works with, um, with their subscription stuff. So you can have free episodes, you can have paid episodes. And my understanding is it kind of works a lot like Patreon does in that you get a, uh, uh, you know, your, your subscribers get a, uh, uh, a feed, uh, that is dedicated to them. And th- this just blew my mind. I thought this was like big news today. Apparently they've had this since 2019. Are you able to pay for an entire year all at once? You can. Ooh. Oh, can you? Yeah. I, I know that pa- Patreon just added that this year. Um, Only on monthly things. Oh. For weekly things. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So they, they yeah, they will get you for the whole thing, but you can't. A lot of things that Patreon I really wish. Sure. A lot more time thinking about instead of picking fights. With <laughs> but but you look at Substack and Substack doesn't let you pay per email at all. They let you pay per month or per um per or post? per year. But you know, but not per post. Not, not per post. Per not post. per post. Yeah. yeah. Um but I just thought that was really interesting because kind of with one fell swoop, I mean I think about you know, we use Patreon for a lot of our podcasts and stuff. And yeah. I think about like the big draws of that are you get an email when a podcast comes out and you're mm-hmm. able to gate stuff between free and premium tiers. And now Substack has that too. And they just take 10%. Ooh. Mm. Now I, I will say having used Substack for, uh, I guess like a month or so now, mm. um, it's for writers Yes. I don't know how much they're going to put time and effort into their podcasting stuff. Um, I, I would, I, I mean, look, uh, and, and this is something that like I thought about to today because open Bayou threw it in, into my mentions on Twitter, but it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm always here for making things available in different places. I would say that uh, for the the politics podcast, which is by far the biggest Patreon thing, um, people have asked to pay, you know, uh, upfront for a year. I, I would like the ability to just you know whitelist them on a thing where they could just get my my content, uh, uh, you know, outside of Patreon or get an RSS feed that. I think that's that might be some of the I don't know. I I the one thing I worry about with Substack is as they have now become this player in newsletter stuff like whether or not some of they these focus features sort of fall to the wayside and when I'm charging people for a year ahead of time, man do I got to be sure that at least for a year if not I mean at this point like now I could conceivably face a situation where some, where they're just like, Hey, sorry. turns out uh, uh, doing a newsletter thing at a fraction of the price of MailChimp uh, uh, really not at all. We're, we're just, we're making it free for use and th- hoping that we get this 10%. 
turns out that's where we want to put our effort and we actually don't want to host any podcast because that's its own um that's its own cost so we're just going to drop this feature and let's Man, like, how does substack make sure that everything shows up in your real inbox in a way that uh it doesn't mail okay it doesn't okay. i mean presumably well, that answers the question i mean presumably yeah. you sign up for it and you click on it in your inbox and that right and, and you edit as a you know contact or whatever yeah 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 um, well i mean it's 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 still you know like my open rates are down compared to mailchimp when i was sending out the new the, the the daily newsletter on on mailchimp that being said i've had like two or three people that are just super fans that are like yeah despite the fact that i'm not even putting any gate kept content on my Substack, just seeing a button saying give me money just gave me money so yeah. it's like all right i'm already in the black on on the Substack versus mailchimp thing because mailchimp by and large is for selling stuff like and and they and they are they they charge you like a platform that is there for selling stuff. The, all their tools are effectively there to make big, beautiful emails that drives like businesses like uh, uh, scam stuff. Not really for writing a daily yeah. email, right? Uh, but I wanted to share that because I think that's that's interesting, and I think it is. You know, it, it, suddenly it made me go like, oh, so Substack basically is ninety nine percent of what you would use Patreon for. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, you know what? That's my pick too. <laughs> Justin, is it your pick? I love it. Hey, it'll be my pick too. What about, what about you, Andrew? So <laughs> right. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for after things today. Andrew, uh, had to hop off to a, a business and very important business meeting. Uh, but for Andrew, I don't want to say it has to do with a certain intergalactic federation, but mm. I won't deny it. <laughs> no. Uh, but for Andrew and Brian and Justin, it's been after. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>